it's like my this was my motto this year as I was starting to teach. I uh, Bruce Lee, be like water, and it was just be like water. And then we had a conversation in class about like, well, what does that mean? And that's where like everyone needs to be like water. It's just it's it really even though he said it a while ago, it's funny how like it's more it makes more sense even. This is Tom Fassel from Marlboro Track and Field, and you are listening to the Iron Dread Podcast with the amazing Chris Whitaker. And we're back on the Iron Dread Podcast. This is episode number 41 with Coach Tom Fassel from Marlboro High School, Marlboro Track and Field in New York. Uh, We brought Coach on, him and I go way back, and uh, we, we talked a lot about him and his life. And what he's got going on, how he made it through the uh, pandemic so far, and all these things. Tom's a great guy. I've been uh, a pleasure to be his friend and to coach against him and learn from him over the uh, last you know, several years. It's been a while since we caught up, so it was good to have him on, and I think you'll enjoy hearing from him. Uh, if you're new to our show, please, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And give us a rating and review. It helps to uh, promote the show and get our message out there. Our last episode with Coach Tim Summerlad, retired FDMY, set an all-time record for plays here on the Iron Dread Podcast. So thanks again to Coach Summerlad for coming on. And thank you to all of you who enjoyed his episode and and are enjoying our show. Iron Dread Podcast now spans across the seven nations. So I think that is absolutely awesome. This is uh, uh, a small thing here that I do for fun. Try to bring some joy to those of you that listen. Maybe uh, you know, have you learn something new. Uh, and it's pretty cool to see it across seven uh, continents or seven countries and breaking, uh, breaking personal records in the process. So again, this one's episode 41. Not going to keep you too much longer. We're going to jump right into it with Mr. Tom Fossil of Marlboro High School, Marlboro, New York. We, we handled the, the pandemic pretty well because we were, we live on a lake, you know, we, there's a trail around the lake. So we walked every day, we biked every day, we swam as much as we could swim, you know, so um, being a little bit up, up in Sullivan County where we did okay because I've got, I was fortunate enough to have my own weight room in my garage. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, to able to do things like legitimate things. Um, so all of those things just came into play. It kind of fell into place, honestly. And I'm like, this isn't, this isn't half bad. I'm like, if I don't have to drive 38 minutes or yeah, 38 miles each day to go to work. You know, I teach from home. That'd be great. Even though I love the kids. I, I miss that. I'm so glad I ha- we just got them back this week. I was so happy to see them back. It's just, it's not the same on, on, you know, over the, over the internet. You know, no, it's not, no, it's not, it's not the same at all. Which I'm like surprised. Like you guys are like playing football and we're like, maybe we can start practice maybe in two weeks. We'll think about it. <laughs> it's like, that's where we're at. And I don't blame them. Everyone's trying to be careful. Like I don't blame them at all, but we're still in like half, half lockdown, half, you know, try to be as smart as you possibly can. And yeah. I'm happy that you guys are playing football. I, I'm glad to see that you guys won last night. You know, yeah. um, I it just was... I wish we can get back to to normal like you guys are. You know, it's it's still not not 
completely normal here yeah but it's getting there like at uh, first they were making the kids wear wear masks under their their helmet and now they have these like and it's, that's probably what you guys are going to wind up having to do is they're like a, a plastic um they call it like a spit guard or something that goes on the front of the face mask okay um so they're the rules that they're making is that if they have that on they can take the mask down because like we gave them the um the gator type mask that they go around their neck and they just pull it up yep when they're on the field they can pull that down but when we first started practice when because they we practiced in masks no we didn't we practiced without masks because we checked them all on the way in for a week then they canceled us then two weeks later they said all right you're playing but they got to wear masks on the field and those kids the first week i felt bad for them having to practice with a mask on yeah it was it was rough for them i I don't i i give them a, a lot of credit for for going through all that so but yeah that's probably what you'll wind up getting it's it's still not like they just like weight room stuff is they drive me nuts well in, in new york during the school day you have to be 12 feet apart after mm-hmm. school you can be six feet apart like, like in what sense does that make like <laughs> and, and they probably got to wear masks right yeah when the whole idea of the mask is supposed to be that they wear the mask and that keeps the droplets from spreading to other people. Right. Right. It's, it's crazy, man. It's okay. You know, like I, like I tell the kids, like my, this was my motto this year as I was starting to teach. I, I played a YouTube clip of uh, Bruce Lee be like water. And I said to him, and it was like a 30 minute or 30 second clip on, uh, on YouTube. And it was just be like water. And then we had a conversation in class about like, well, what does that mean? And that's where like, everyone needs to be like water. It's just, it's, it's really, even though he said it a while ago, it's funny how like, it's more, it, it makes more sense even today. Yeah. You, you, know? got, you just got to move. He's got to roll with, roll yeah. with the curves and the ups and downs, the, the turns and the twists and turns and yeah. Go on. I, I, I like that. So we, we've we've already been recording here. We were starting to talk about some great stuff, so I hit the record button. So that's fine. We, we that's jumped. Fine. We jumped. We jumped right in, ladies and gentlemen. You've been you've been listening to Mr. Tom Fossil and yours truly conversating and and catching up a little bit. Uh, we kind of we came in. We were just starting to talk a little bit about his life in in New York. And Tom is one of my one of my friends from back in the day when we were in New York. Uh, we coached track and field against each other. Um, and, and we say coached against each other. We, we hung out with each other at track meets around shot put and discus circles and, and had a lot of, a lot of fun together. And then Tom became a, a head coach for, <laughs> for his team. And then we started to not see him as much cause he'd be all over. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was very interesting. I, I enjoyed the being the assistant coach, but I also enjoyed being a head coach too, because in the beginning, I wasn't the throws coach anymore. I had to now coach every other event. Um, I did coach at one point every event on the track. Luckily, as time has progressed, I keep finding people like, hey, you did pole vault in college. You're coming and coaching with us. And like, so like we have like Jim Connor, who's amazing. We have Andrew Ugolino, 
who, who ran distance at Binghamton University. Yeah, you're going to be our distance coach. Of course, you're amazing. Like, yeah. so you just try to, you try to like, we have, you know, Pete Carafano and Jim Ventriglia. Like all these guys are amazing people. So like once we've kind of found our niches, then I was able to recently lean back more into the throws realm. Like in the past, I don't know, five years or so, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it, it was a good learning experience to like be able to coach the sprinters and the jumpers as well. And distance kids, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you learn everything that it takes. Absolutely. And, uh, to me, a head coach of any, of any sport should be able to do maybe not as good, but should be able to fill that void in any need amongst this program. You know, if it's track, filling in and being able to coach the, you know, at least the the basics of each event, you know, the football program, being able to coach each position somewhat, obviously you'll have your people that are, that's their thing and they're going to be a little bit better, but being able to fill in in any, any role, I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. But, oh yeah, we, uh, we, we got talking again because I had a few episodes ago, I had, uh, Coach Tim Somerlad on. He's the man. Uh, I love Timmy. Uh, he's, he's the, the best. best. He he was he was fun to talk to, uh, and and he was he was just and it was fitting, you know. And I had him on, you know, with his FDNY connections. I had him on the week of nine eleven, and I I thought that was that was really great to have him on. And I immediately texted all all of uh, our our throws uh, cohort, if you will, our throws Absolutely. crew, our throws crew. And I uh, got everybody going, uh, you know, you know, we can, we can shout out, you know, uh, Carmen, Carmen, Peter, uh, I think her last name Calderon now. Uh, no, she, I think so. she got, she got, I know she got re- remarried, but shout out to Carmen. She was a coach at Newburgh, uh, Judy Stalter, Middletown, who's a, a Marlboro alumni where, where you coach. Yes. So I, I've actually, I actually tried to to see if Judy wanted to record an episode this weekend too, but she has not answered me. So I, I might, I might text her right now and tell her that we're on. Maybe she'll call in and. Uh, I'm going to talk trash to her right now via text. I'm going to take yeah. a picture of what we're doing and I'll be yeah. look what you're missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> tell her to text me and I'll send her the zoom link. I will. So, but while you while you're doing that, uh, you know you're at Marlboro High School in, in Marlboro, New York. Um, can you kind of tell people? And I, uh, with this show, I talk about all kinds of stuff uh, with people. Anything positive, anything that can bring a good story. So when I get teachers and coaches on, I like to have them kind of tell their their story of how they they kind of got to where they are right now. So kind of what, what, how did you get to where you are? Where did you, where'd you go to high school? How'd you wind, wind up doing what you're doing at Marlboro and tell the people what you are doing besides uh, just being the uh, head track coach there at Marlboro. So um, to start, I grew up in Massachusetts. So I am actually a Red Sox fan. I'm somewhat of a Patriots fan, but I was more of a Bo Jackson fan. So I'm like a Raiders fan more likely. Um, so the tuck rule back in the day between the two was kind of an issue for me. Because I was very, uh, very, um, I don't know, confused about which one I should root for, which side. You know, did Brady tuck it right or was it a fumble, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so my, my dad, um, was a, he, he coached football and track for 35 years in Massachusetts. Um, they, he, did, he did an amazing job with track and field. He was the head coach there. Uh, they actually named the track after him. Um, he's, he's, he's made a difference in so many people's lives. Um, 
And then with football, he ha- he was not able or he chose not to coach in the same district he taught in. He had the opportunity to be a head coach in another district. So um, he was the head coach at Monument Mountain, um, which is kind of like Southern Berkshires. And I was more like Northern Berkshires where we grew up in um, Adams, Massachusetts. Um, so he was actually named to the Hall of Fame there as well to, in Monument Mountain. So, you know, obviously strong roots and my mom was my life coach. Like, honestly, like she's the one who, who like kept the family moving forward as my dad was doing all these amazing things. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where it all started with my two parents. You know, I really still look up to them today. I call them all the time because they were both teachers as well saying, you know, they want to know like what's going on in school. And especially in the beginning of my career, I was always asking them their opinion, you know, both coaching and, and teaching wise about like, what would you do in this scenario? And it was, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate. Um, as a kid, I played everything. So no, I didn't specialize. Um, I did everything. You know, I played tennis, I played soccer, um, did football, did track. You know, I did a lot of swimming. I loved playing wiffle ball and in, in we played wiffle ball on the streets. We just like, just having fun after school. Once you get off the bus, you know, we played everything. Obviously, as you got older, you focused on other things, but you know, we just had fun playing everything possible. I then had the opportunity to go to RPI, which is in Troy, New York, which is where the best wings are for the record. Sorry, everyone in Buffalo, but if you have ever been to the Ruck, the Ruck in downtown Troy, New York, baby, that is where the best Buffalo wings are. I'm telling you right now. So, We're going to talk more about wings in a, in a few minutes. Keep going. We're going to yeah. talk more about So, but that's kind of where it all started. And then I had the opportunity to, when I graduated from high school or from college, I actually had the opportunity to play football and track for four years at RPI um, while you know, going to school. And my major was information technology and management. Um, so when I graduated, the, the coaching staff said, Hey, what are you doing right now? Like I said, not much. I'm looking for a job. This was during nine 11 when I was looking for a job, like there were no jobs. Um, so they're like, do you want to help us out with the throws? I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll help. What do you want me to do? So they, I started doing a little recruiting over the phone. I helped with the decaf people with the throws. And then I eventually worked with a couple of some of the freshmen at the time. Um, so I did that for like a season until I found a job. Um, and I was very fortunate to, to, to be around my mentors in the, uh, the college realm too, because my head coach, Colin Torrey at the time, and Doc Hudson, John Hudson, he was my throws coach. He was a physics professor at RPI, and he was also my throws coach. He was a distance person on the track team at RPI back when he went to RPI back in the 70s. And it was just like, he just learned, he learned from scratch how to coach the throws and he coached multiple All-Americans. And I got to learn a lot from him. So really what it comes down to is I'm always like standing on the shoulders of giants, like my parents, my college coaches. And I, I include you too in that, Chris, you know, like you, you know, in the, in the maturation process of where I am today, I wouldn't be where I am today. If I, if it wasn't for Chris Whitaker, I'm telling you right now, like, you know, with Judy and the rest of them too. It's like everyone had a part in how I process and think and try to do things today. Um, every single person that I've ever worked with. It's really that that simple. So how I how I ended up down in like the, the Newburgh area, 
was uh, I got married. Um, it was funny. My wife, she kept saying, when are you going to ask me to marry you? I said, every time you ask me, I'm going to wait six more months. So just keep asking and you'll figure it out. So I kind of pranked her one time and I said to her, um, I have something very important to tell you. And there's like this awkward pause. I'm like, I'll, you know, and we lived in an apartment at the time. I like, come upstairs. I'm going to show you. She goes, okay. And then it was for Christmas, right? So then I gave her, guess what I got her for Christmas? She was, you know what she was thinking I was going to get her? I got her Jets tickets. <laughs> she was like, Jets tickets? Like, she was not a football fan before she met me. She's like, ah, okay, thanks. But I had this all planned out. So, like, I was going to ask her um, on New Year's Day, because that's when we first met. But I was going to, was because the Jets were playing the Packers. Um, what year was that? Was it 03? No, no, it was 06, I think. So the years are blending together, unfortunately, now that it's 2020. Um, mm. So it's one of those years that the Jets were playing the Packers right around New Year's Day. And uh, it was actually New Year's Eve they were playing. And then on our way home, that's when I was going to ask her. So that's a quick little side story for you. I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, the, uh, the New York Jets brought a lot of joy to our lives <laughs> and a lot, of, uh, a lot of pain and, uh, you know, frustration yeah all yep. these so all these detroit lions fans out here they uh they know our pain is jeff fans because the lions are the same oh i feel bad for it i'm a matt patricia fan he went to rpi he yeah. he, he's an rpi alum so he, he's a new york guy yeah uh, vernon verona Cheryl high school yeah with jeremy collins he, he was there with him so uh i hope he does well i mean i know right now they're not doing great but i i really hope um they succeed you know, because I really am a huge fan of Matt Patricia. So, yeah, I mean, he was great with New England and, you know, and he, you know, we talk about, you talk about people learning and, and being influenced by others, right? Like, yeah. I think, I think we all, we all can go, go to that and we can all look at these different people. And he, in his case, he worked under one of the greatest head coaches in modern football and Bill Belichick. And even as a Jet fan, like, Hey, I, you got to respect it. Yeah. Like, the man has found a way to win. And all these people that are saying now, is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Is it Brady uh, out here? Brady's a Michigan guy. So everybody around here is, Oh, it's Brady, but it, there's two pivotal pieces together there. No, you got to work together. That's the whole point. Like, you know, it's me and coach Carafano, Pete Carafano. We're both head coaches at Marlboro. You know, we, he's got great skills and I have great skills and together we, we make a good program here with our track program. You know, it's, it's both of us working together. It's not me or him. You know what I'm saying? It's both of us. So I, I do, I do relate to that, but yeah. So like I ended up moving down here um, because that's where my, my wife grew up in Sullivan County. So she wanted to be closer to the family and we, we found a place on the lake, which is on the same street as my in-laws, which is amazing. Um, and we got a nice life for ourselves down here. And I love, working at Marlboro. They, they, I'm not from Marlboro at all. And they welcomed me in like family. And that's, that's, um, that's very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. And I mean, Marlboro is one of those districts, you know, for, for people that don't know, like it, it, it's a smaller, smaller school compared to some of the, the Newburgs and the Monroe's and the Kingston's and, and all those places. 
but it's a, it's a great place to be and, you know, getting to, getting to interact with you guys and getting to see what you got there. Like I, 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 I think I applied for a few jobs. Now. No, <laughs> I, 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 forwarded, I forwarded your resume multiple times. I, yeah, I, I printed it out and walked it over right to our athletic director. I'm like, we need to hire this guy. Yeah. Like, this guy's amazing, but yeah, it's fine. It's a, it's a, it all works out in the end, but it is a good place to be. And again, that's a, I'm, it's cool to always hear people's backstory. Cause you know, we never, in all our time, right. Yeah. I knew you went to RPI, right. We had talked about that, yeah, right? Right. but you get to, you get, you get people that you're friends with. And, and that's what I like about doing the show with my friends is you, you learn more about your friends that you didn't know. Yeah. No, you get to yeah. have the, because sometimes that attract me, you are, you collegial talk, but it's not like you can really shoot the breeze with each other off the cuff. Like you can, um, you know, when you don't have the, the obligation of, you know, three heads at once, like what event, you know, who's throwing where, you know, yeah. who's on the track. Oh, yeah. What was that Mark? Yeah. Uh, did that kid foul? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, we're gonna, we're gonna do one of my favorite segments that I've added into the show. Um, and, and it's, it's our, our speed set questions, right? So you kind of, you gave us a little bit of your background and your story. Uh, but these are just some uh, little things. There are 10 questions. Uh, when we're in the weight room, uh, we, we train, you know, speed sets, which is usually like 10 sets of two, like going fast, like bang, 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 you know, and, and move on. Yeah. Um, so I, I will file, we'll go through this. And if we, you know, it could be quick, quick answers. If we, if it takes us off on a tangent, it takes us off on a tangent. Hey, the, the, the podcast is free. The listeners get the best value <laughs> for this. So out here in Michigan, um, you're, you're one of two things. You're either a go blue person or a go green person. So I always like to ask people that aren't from here if they have an opinion. Go blue, go green. I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. Go blue all the way. And the reason why I say that is because, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. What he, He's an amazing quarterback in his own right. He's an amazing NFL head coach. He should be like, why aren't there more like blue chip QBs like lining up at the door from the maturation process to get them ready for, to play in the NFL? That's my question. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to get to see a little bit. My, my father-in-law uh, just recently retired from Michigan football and he, um, you know, he was the equipment manager there for 40 years plus. So he was there from Bo Schembechler to Harbaugh and Harbaugh brought him in. And, uh, and he says the same thing. Like, you know, it, it, he's a, he's a great, great guy and has all the, all the skills to prepare a guy for the next level and to prepare teams to win um, out here. Like, because they haven't beaten Ohio state, a lot of people want to get negative on them because they haven't been able to beat Ohio state, but the guy came in and took over, took over a program that was turned in the complete opposite direction of what he wants to do. And now it takes a while to, to get new people in and get the players in and get it developed. But uh, you know, this I'm excited to see what they do this year. Me too. And, and it's, it's fun to, uh, to get to see the, the inside a little bit. Cause I mean, he's, he's a, he's to my father-in-law and to my wife, he's, he's Jimmy. You know, he's not, yeah. he's not coach Harbaugh. So it's kind of cool to, uh, that, you know, to get to see it. And, and, uh, from what I hear, you know, listening to, 
you know, things about Michigan football and, and listening to, you know, my, my father-in-law talk, you know, this, this, uh, Joe Milton is, uh, is a stud. Good. And, uh, he should be, you know, when, when I remember when they first brought, when Joe Milton came on campus for his official visit and my father-in-law met him, he said, you know, this guy looks like Cam Newton. And, and having seen him in person, I can, I can agree. He's, he's big, he's tall. We went to a, a spring practice game and that, that cat can hit his back foot and flick his wrist. And that ball is 65 yards on a dime. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of the quarterbacks at that, that level had to be able to do things like that, but he's, he's an impre- impressive uh, guy. And we should, we should see some good things from, uh, from the boys in the, in the winged helmet this year. Um, Next one is your, your favorite movie. What's your, what's your favorite movie? I'm going to have to say Tommy boy. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to go with Tommy boy. <laughs> Rest in peace. Chris Farley. Yeah, man. H- hilarious. <laughs> Cause you gotta, you can't always take yourself so seriously. You know, no. I mean, you could oh, go no. with, you could go with every Marvel movie possible. Those movies are amazing, Yeah, but just, just sitting back and watching anything that Chris Farley does, you just have to laugh and it just makes you, you know, it makes you feel better. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. You get captivated into, into his movies and yeah. He's... <laughs> all these quotes that I quote with all my friends that my kids have no idea what I'm talking about, but nope. I use them anyways. I don't care. I just say it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> Richard, why don't you want to hug me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Love it. Uh, your favorite TV show? I'm going to have to go with Lost. I don't know if you recall that, but it's, I it's, remember a, it's a great series. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a great like a sci-fi kind of series. I, I love it a lot. Yeah, my, my parents, they, they watched it religiously. I saw a few, a few episodes of it, but I, I love those, those, story, those TV shows, those episodic shows that pull you in. And I feel like that's one of those shows. Cause yeah. I can remember my parents like who, who were fully invested in it, like sitting on the edge of their seat, you know, waiting for the, the next, next episode. And those, those were always, always great. All right. Your number one hobby. Well, I'm going to have to go with gardening. I love, I've got, I've got some uh, berry bushes in the back. I've, I'm trying to grow certain things. Some don't grow. And it's all because of like, ph in the ground it's all the soil ph so i'm just i like to learn and um you know i've got a couple trees in the front and i just found out they have a certain type of fungus so it's like i'm just always always learning and it's just like a whole different thing that i like to think about and it's very relaxing when i'm home the mowing the lawn weed whacking picking weeds just like and it's a challenge too because like it's like challenge accepted. Am I going to have a nice lawn? All right, let's go for it. Like everything that I do is a, is a competition, you know? Oh, yeah. Getting after it. <laughs> All right. All right. Now this one, I, I, I put this one in the middle of the, of the speed set questions, but it, it could be, it could be the number 10 question and probably should be the one that I end on, but it is, it is what it is. Uh, chicken wings. They are a heavily debated topic in your world, in my world. I'm out here in Michigan where they think that the wings they have are good. And I try to tell them otherwise. 
How do you order them? What side do you dip them in? I order them. I used to order them hot, but I'm now 40 and I can't do that anymore. Um, so I get them uh, medium and you got to go with blue cheese, baby. Of course. And I don't want any of that honey barbecue vinaigrette, <laughs> any of that stuff. I don't want, I don't want my, my wings fancy. Just give me like just Buffalo sauce on it. And I don't care if it's a drumstick or a forearm. Yep. Just, just let me have it. You know, uh, it, it's the it, out here. Um, and a lot of our, our kids, I often have this debate uh, with our you know student athletes at Dexter high school. They want to uh, refer to a chicken nugget um, as a wing, you know, just because they take it and throw it in some Buffalo sauce. Um, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to say the offensive term that they call these Buffalo style chicken nuggets or chicken tenders. Uh, I personally agree with the guy in Lincoln, Nebraska that said, call them what they are trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, you can't, if you're going to order Buffalo wings, you gotta, you gotta get the drumstick or the forearm and you gotta have the wings, you know, it's just what it is. And and the the one thing I have to say about that, especially like with the Ruck, they had this burger when I was in college, amazing burger. It was called a wingy burger. And this wingy burger was like a third pound, you know, third of a pound hamburger. Um, They put buffalo sauce on the burger and they put blue cheese on top of the burger. I'm telling you, man, wingy burgers were my (laughs) go-to Friday night meals in Troy, New York at the Ruck. I will. I will need to visit that place the next time I come home. I gotta, I'm gonna have to go check it out. You, you can't beat it. Out, out here they want to. They want to dip their wings too in ranch. It's just offensive. <laughs> Very offensive. It's it's bad, Tom. I'm telling you. Some some of the things. A lot of things out here in Michigan are great, but this one, it it just it cuts me to the bone. It's like saying Domino's pizza is good. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, Domino's headquarters is in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, out, out here, there's, there's a bunch of like chain pizza places, right? So they have like Domino's, um, a place called Hungry Howie's, Little Caesars. Uh, there's a, a, local, a local place that's really branched out. Uh, and I know the, uh, one of the, the guys in the CEO's um, George Miko's at Cottage Inn, right? This guy actually, he's a CEO of a pizza empire and is our defensive coordinator. Oh, nice. Um, but they're all, they're all those types of, of pizza where, where we come from, it's pizza is made by a man in a kitchen with, you know, homemade dough with water from the Hudson. Right. And it's just, it's different. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's 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 very very different. We have the little local pizza shops, and these places out here are just you know your chain pizza restaurants. But yeah. well, I'm thankful. Just down the road from my house, we got a uh, a pretty decent uh, pizza place, and there is nothing out. I, I live way out in the in the country out here, um, and uh, there's nothing else that delivers to us but this one place. And thankfully. It's quality. Good. Shout, good. Shout, shout out to Big Chucks in, in Munich, Michigan. Nice. 
All right. So moving on, uh, we'll, we'll get into some uh, training things here. So, and sport things. So what, when you're training, right, you got your garage gym and we can kind of talk a little bit about that uh, and kind of what you're doing out there, but what's your, you know, your favorite exercise to train? My favorite thing to do in there are power cleans. I love power cleans. Mm. Um, that's, that's my, like my serenity now kind of thing. Just doing some power cleans, like 205, not that heavy, but just having fun. Just having fun chucking weight around, you know? That's it. Power cleans. The uh, Olympic variants. Do you ever think about going and uh, doing an Olympic weightlifting meet? So um, I have done snatches before, and I've kind of liked them, but I've had, I don't know, I'm old man. Like, I've got some shoulder things, and I'm just like, I'm just just trying to keep it in my, keep it in my wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm probably just complaining too much, but uh, I've, I've thought about the, the only thing I'm going to want to compete in. Cause I've actually thought about this is like the master circuit for throwing. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of want to get back into it. Just uh, give me something to do. Um, and there's this, actually there's this organization that's right up in Middletown. Now these guys, 12th rock. Um, it's, they, it's like a, feel the dreams for throwers. I'm not even kidding. Like if you build it, they will come. They have these meets all summer long. They had thrower meets. Rudy Winkler was there and he threw the, you, the world number one throw for hammer this year at in Middletown in Middletown. I yeah. thought I saw that video and I thought it looked like Middletown's <laughs> throwing no, circle. No, no, no. It, it's not. It, it's a, it's, they bought a farm and they literally, they, so they, they bought this farm and they worked with this guy, Dan Mecca, who was formerly from, um, from Manhattan College. He was, he, was, um, he was Patty's throws coach in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like hooked up with Dan Mecca. Dan's like, just let me do it. And I'll take care of it. And the guys, the owners um, that, I, that I've obviously got to know, they're really nice guys. They're like, all right, Dan, whatever you want to do. Dan set this place up beautifully. And he, he's got connections because he's like a USA coach. So he got, he got a couple of people to throw and they've actually got a, a whole series of like every other weekend thrower meets right there in Middletown that wow. USATF sponsored meets. Wow. That's pretty so, cool. So I, I went to a couple of those meets this summer and this fall and I'm like, I want to throw again and I could throw it right in Middletown for an actual meet. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. So if I'm going to compete anywhere, it's going to be discus and hammer. I used to throw shot put, but now I can't stand how th- not far it goes. So I can't, I can't do that. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool that they're, they're building all that, all that stuff and and keeping the throws uh, alive down there and keeping a good good tradition of throws in in that area. Absolutely. So uh, obviously, you know, track and field and throwing, you just mentioned is, is, you know, one of the things that you want to compete in. Would you say that's your, your favorite sport to play? I want to I want to throw more hammer. That's what I want to do. Just give me a ball on a chain, just stand away from me and just let me spin a couple times and see if I can throw that thing. I just <laughs> it's just such a like a when you when you get a chance to throw it, it's it kind of like sets you free. Like it really like it's like you start chucking tires and all of a sudden it goes far or it just feels right and you're like, "Wow, that's kind of fun." Um and that's kind of what I try to share with my kids too at at Marlboro's. Like not the I don't go crazy with technique right away. It's like, let's start chucking stuff and just see how it looks and we'll go from there, you know? Yep. 
It's it's and the hammer throw too is something that they don't throw it everywhere. Like like out here in Michigan, they don't throw hammer. So I start telling kids these kids that are like you know throwers at our school, um, and I don't I don't coach them. There's a, a different a different throws coach that coaches our kids at our school, but um, you know. But I watch them and I see what they do, you know. And they I'm like, yeah, you guys you guys are only like touching the you know, very tip of the iceberg here with throws events. Like wait till you throw hammer, wait till you <laughs> throw the weight throw, the, the javelin. Like there's a lot more that you could do within this realm of throwing sports um, and get after like, cause they don't, they don't get to, they don't get to do it out here. They're afraid of it. They're afraid that's of why, hammer. That's why I love talking to you guys at meets like you guys, like Sammy, Sammy's amazing. Like the amount of knowledge that she had for the hammer and all these other, you know, non-scoring meets or events yep. just just ha- just be able to pick your guys brains it, it it was really a great time where like all of us were together and we could like kind of like talk trash but at the same time like we're really like picking each other's brains and like helping each other's kids out too like we're oh, all yeah. working together it's like a community and the kids see that and i think that's a good thing it was like a sportsmanship kind of uh you know like everyone wants to see everyone throw farther because like what what's the term all tides raise all boats or how does yeah. I'm saying yeah. it wrong, but that's rising that's, tides raise all ships. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm a every, believer of that. Everybody gets, everybody gets better. It forces, it forces people to continue to go up. You know, if we're going to have kids that are coming in girls that are throwing in the high thirties, low forties in the shot that forces everybody to come up. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the state meet and it, and now it's it's our our area there of section nine together going and representing at the state level you know it was it was a lot of fun and, and the i talked about it with tim um how we we would do that like because we were one one we were confident enough in ourselves that we could you know let other people speak to our kids yes because right? some coaches are like oh no don't talk to my athlete you know but we also knew that we were going to go if, – if, if you were talking to one of my kids or I was talking to one of Judy's kids, we knew that we were going and bringing something to those kids that's going to help them. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I mean, even recently when – unfortunately, when you, when you and Sammy and – it was just like me and Judy now at meets. Yeah. Like I have – you know, I had a really good uh, shot put girl a couple of years ago. Um, she now has the school record in shot put at Marlboro. And I had Judy talk to her because like, you know, Judy threw at Marlboro, Judy's a, you know, girl thrower, so to speak. And Judy knows how to talk to people. So mm-hmm. I called Judy, my, my, uh, my whisperer, my thrower whisperer, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm like, Judy, yep. can you, can you go over and talk to her? And like, I'm saying this, I know we agree, but can you just say it in a different way possibly that would maybe help her understand where I'm coming from so we can like move forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Because it just gets great. somebody else's, you know, different phrasing or different vantage point on on the situation can be the thing that that shifts it and and makes it makes the kid better. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I miss it. You you still get to see my guy Joe Cahill though out there, right? Absolutely. I I I see him. I give him a little fist bump every time I see him. I go, "How's it going?" He goes, "Good, good." Yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Yeah, he's I, a great guy. I want to get him get him on the show too because I, I had a lot of fun working with him and Marcel and they, you know, we we really bonded as a as a staff at Kingston together, yeah. um, and 
that I really enjoyed those years. You know, you think about what, you know, what we used to do right from, or you're still doing it right from, from November to June, we'd be at a track meet every single weekend, pretty yep. much. Yep. And, and we didn't want anything, we didn't want anything different. It, it was, it was fun. We really, you know, cramming into, into the armory in New York city with a, a million people way overcrowded. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we used to have fun. No, that, that Kingston staff, even today, those guys are awesome. They're, they're top notch and those kids should be lucky to, to have them there. They do an amazing job. Thanks. It's, uh, you know, I still try to keep up with them. Uh, the guy, the guy that, that took my spot when I left, um, Troy Johnson, he, he used to, he threw, we were on the same team together in high school. He's a few years younger than me and he threw at, um, RIT, RIT. Yeah. Rochester. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, he, he's very knowledgeable, knowledgeable of the sport and, you know, he's there and I, I'm glad that, you know, when, when you gotta, when you have to leave something that you've built to leave it in the hands of somebody that, that is knowledgeable. And I, and I, you know, he's a young guy, you know, obviously we're all getting older, but when I, when I left, he was a younger guy that still had a lot to learn about relations, building relationships with kids and whatnot, but his throwing knowledge was top notch. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like he, there, there was a point where, and it still might be to this day that, you know, his knowledge of throws most definitely superseded mine where I had to manage is managing him and letting him work with the kids and letting trying to get him to learn how to interact with the kids. And, and I, hopefully he's continued to get better. And I mean, he's still there and you know, he still has, still has kids throwing and, and doing well. So yeah, I talk I, to I Troy all the time, well, not all the time, but you know, when it's track season, you, know, you see him all the time and yeah, they're in good hands with Troy. He's definitely, he knows his stuff. Good. Yeah, happy, happy to hear it. And, and cause really the only guy that I keep up with still there is, you know, is Joe Cahill, you know, and, and, you know, and our, my guy, Quentin Johnson, the head football coach, who's, a, who's a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, no, I know. He, um, it was that when he was at, um, Red Hook, that was a, that was a, a famous day in my, in my, uh, that's like definitely like it is now if Quentin's listening and I, I'm not talking trash, but I do have, I do have the video proof. That when we, I'm, I'm just saying this, Quintins, please don't be mad at me. When we had, when we were making calls on the sideline, you looked down at your clipboard and we could hear what hole we were running in that you were saying. So I'm just saying, you might not have had our playbook, but I'm just saying it was, it was like, we were like red two. Quintins like looks down. It's a 31 dive. And he's like screaming. I'm like. And I, you could hear it on the, you could hear it. I'm like, but you know what though? I love that because Quentin's an amazing guy and his fears, like he came after me when I even questioned him with that. You know, oh, yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it because you could see that passion in his eyes mm-hmm. and, and how much he cares about his profession and everything that he does. And I think, and the, the second time we played, because we get, because there's not enough teams there, class B that played football for JV football. So we played them twice. And I, I was like, I can't wait to see you next time. He goes, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I was like, I just can't wait to see you again. What are you <laughs> it was great. Like he's, he's wired, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Hey, we, we, 
uh, from, I'll have those moments too from time to time, and I'll, I'll, I'll blame it. I'll blame it on that we were taught by one of the one of the legends of of uh, you know Ulster Orange County Section Nine football yeah. and Tom Lachlan. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he he's most definitely uh, wound up, and I'm trying to get Coach Lachlan to be on the show too because I think he's just a, a, a wealth of knowledge, and and w- I would love to have him on. I, I had asked him once. And I made the mistake of asking him during football season, right? <laughs> and he wasn't coaching anymore, obviously. He hasn't been coaching, you know, full-time with football for a long time. Um, but he's like, I, I could just, in his text message, I could hear him talking. Finish your season, then we'll talk about the podcast. Okay. okay. Sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. <laughs> uh, we, we've never, uh, we've never gotten back. To, so, hey, by the way, this is always what happens with speed set questions. They just start us talking, and they never become speed set. <laughs> yeah, it's just great to catch up with you, Chris. Like, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm so happy from what what you've done at Dexter. You know, I appreciate it, man. And like I said, it's uh, it's always good to always good to talk with old friends and and get to get to actually see, even though we're on on Zoom, getting to see see your face and, yeah. and get to see you again. But we're not done. We got a we got a lot lot more to talk about here uh, in the show. So the Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it up! Put some of that party in my cup! Y'all, I'm dancing with a girl up on the flatbed. She hotter than a cherry on the Marlboro Red. Wow, we can't come, we can't get This is Megan Ford at the Dexter High School Counseling Office, and you're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. So you, we, we talked about sports that you were uh, going to play. Um, what, what about sports that you like to watch? Any, anything? Obviously, we know you're a football guy, a track and field guy. Any, any sports that you, uh, you love to watch? I say just college sports in general, like college basketball and college football. That's that's the most enjoyable to watch in my eyes. Um, the only time I watch, I'm not kidding. The only time I watch the NFL is when the playoffs start. I don't. I just look. I go look at my app, check the scores, and then that's it. I, I just I don't really follow them week to week because, especially this year, it's just we'll see who makes the playoffs, and then by then it'll be enjoyable to watch. But until then, it's like who's who's shutting it down in the second half because you know whatever. It's just like. They're professionals and I don't blame them. You know, they're trying to like, they're trying to play as many years as possible to make as much money as they can. But the, the pure enthusiasm of college sports, you can't, you can't, you can't replace that. It's it's, it's just, it's amazing. And and being there and getting to go, you know, Michigan games. Like if, you know, if sometimes you come out here and we'll take you to a Michigan game, man, it's, I would love to, it's, uh, the you know obviously right now everything is messed up but when there's over 110,000 people in that stadium and, and like well I walked in there and and I'm looking like this is college football yeah like 
I played college football and I'm like, this is college football. You, you get a little bit jealous at first. You're like, you know, at Brockport, we played in front of, you know, a thousand people, maybe right on a, on a big, big game, right. Yeah. A thousand, fifteen yeah. hundred. Right. And I'm looking at just from the, the first row to the very top of that, of that stadium. Full. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And it's 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 like going going to to watch. The only thing I compare it to was going to watch the Jets and the Giants, and, and going to you know going to those games. Like it, it's like pro ball. All right. So uh, the next one I got. We kind of talked about wings already, but do you have a uh, a favorite food? You know, well, my favorite food is um, our chicken thighs on the grill. Um, we have this. We have this. Um, recipe it's it's a joke it's called secret family recipe it's basically a cornell recipe that you mm-hmm. can find online but we call it secret family yeah and it's funny because the, our banquet at the end of every season for track it's me cooking uh chicken thighs for the whole team and i just make up my recipe i wheel out this like huge grill like underneath the bleachers and i'm just like cooking for everyone and i i love to cook and i love i love chicken thighs they're my they're my favorite yeah, they are. I make them all the time. I'll buy. I'll buy a case. Of, uh, the thing is, you could buy a pack of it out here. We could buy a pack of of chicken thighs at Sam's Club for like five, six bucks. Yeah, like total. You know, and I like taking those and throwing them on the grill, like you're saying, or throw yeah. them in the air fryer. Oh, and they're, they're damn good. Yeah, you got to go with the skin on and bone in, though. You have to. Of course, of course. Yeah, you know, it's 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 like wings. If they don't, yeah. if they don't have if they don't have bones, they're they're no good. <laughs> No oh, good. Okay. So, uh, the, the last thing I got is, and it's kind of going to get us kind of spinning into our next idea is, you know, I, obviously I'm a big music guy. Uh, I, I love music. You know, you and I have, have hung out before when I've been DJing and, uh, and doing stuff like that. I was impressed. I, I never thought you had that kind of footwork skills. I saw you <laughs> dance and instruct everyone. I'm like, Holy crap. That was amazing. I was so uh, impressed that night. At, I don't know what, what, where were we, but you were instructing. And I was like, this is, this is Chris. I can't believe what you're doing right now. We were, we were at a, a place that it's now, sadly, it's now closed. Oh, Co- Copperfields. In okay. Woodbrook. We were there and now, man, we used to have a lot of fun doing that. And that's what made me start my own DJ business. Um, when I moved to North Carolina and now have it here, but it, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of fun doing all that and i i yeah. miss i miss i miss joe's east west i miss Copperfields. you know i miss um, that, that crew of people and a few few episodes back i had my buddy frank on who i think was there that night um he 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 owned the 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 dj business and i yeah. was work, working for him um and you know him, him and i have been, been really close he, you know you talk about people that give you opportunities in life right right he gave me the opportunity to get into this thing of DJing that I, I'd love to do. It, it's literally one of those things that, you know, and I don't want to say this too loud because I try to make some cash, but I would do it for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I would do it for free. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of work with certain things, but you know, I do it for free because it's that much fun. I DJ my own wedding here this past summer and we had a blast. Yeah. That looked pretty cool. I saw some uh, pictures on Facebook. That was pretty yeah. cool. It was it was it was right here in our backyard. And Congratulations! Yeah, that's awesome. 
Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. Now, now she still has to have the, the big, the big show here this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I said that I was happy just letting it be at that, but you know, I'm going to have to get all there, but we, we kind of got on a tangent music. Love it. Right. I love music. I know you love music. What is your, your favorite genre of music to train to? You know, it depends on the exercise that I do. So I actually got this thing called Fit Radio. It's an app on my phone. And it's a little bit of like a, a mix. And you could choose which genre you uh, want to do. So like if I'm, if I'm like doing like cleans, I would pick the, the rock one. And it's just like, a, like this DJ remix of all these different old school rock songs. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot. It's like, and it keeps the, the beat hot, faster too. So it mm-hmm. kind of, it's really nice. So, so that's what I would have to say is through that, through that app, that's, that's kind of like my go-to. Uh, the rock music, which I love. I, I actually um, just recorded not too long ago. And I don't know if I'm going to have you go first or if I'm going to have it go for this one, go first with my sister. We recorded a, an email punk rock top 10 uh, nice. po- podcast. So I, I don't know. I haven't decided yet which one of these episodes is going to drop first. So if you're listening to this and you already listened to the email punk rock uh podcast and you know which one i put out first but if you're listening to this and that hasn't come out yet you know it's coming um love love the rock music um now if if you had to one of our our you know kind of temple segments of the show is we have our guest pick their weight room song of the week and i have a playlist on spotify that i put all these on from each each person that the, the picks and they're on the show. So if you had to pick like one song that fires you up and gets you excited that you would add to our weight room song of the week playlist, what song would you, would you suggest that we put on there? So your- I'm going to, I'm going to go with um, this one song that I think you should remaster for your theme song for this podcast. And it's uh, OPP naughty by nature. And then you should switch it to IDP. Because I think all the kids in your weight room should be saying that I'm down with IDP. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I, I, I love that. I may steal that from you. You should. You should. Because everyone should be down with the IDP. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's so, you awesome. Should be, so you should be playing that in your weight room and everyone should be saying, I'm down with IDP. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to work on that and I will send you, I will send you samples for your approval before it drops. I would love to hear that. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So this week's weight room song of the week chosen by our special guest, Tom Fossil is naughty by nature. OPP stick around for the end, end of the show. And you'll hear a little sample of that, uh, of that song. And that'll be added to our iron dread weight room song of the week available on Spotify on that playlist. You can find the link to that in the show notes. So, um, anything, uh, coming up, uh, anything coming up for you either personally or professionally that's, uh, exciting. So I do, I would like to do more like volunteer work. Um, because I got a chance to coach my son's soccer team, uh, last fall. And that was a lot of fun, like more like youth sports. So I am kind of like, not that I'm changing careers at all, but I think like another hobby I should say would be 
doing more like youth athletic development stuff. Um, obviously for my own children, but not being that dad, but just like in general, like, you know, being able to assist more in that realm, whether it be at 12th rock, if they have that opportunity going forward, or it would just be me on my own, just doing some camps over the summer, um, in my own area, just more like focusing on movement, focusing on body weight and, um, and just trying to think about how kids should be moving and how does that progress between when they're in elementary school and how that should progress into, to, to life really. So that's, that's one thing that I've been thinking about. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't have a magic eight ball to tell me what's going to happen, but I'm going to just kind of let be like water, like Bruce Lee says, and just say, I'll figure it out as I go, you know? I mean, there, you can't, to me, oftentimes, I feel like when it comes to youth sports, a lot of the folks that want to coach that, you know, the, the parents and whatnot, you know, that have minimal experience. When you get a guy like you that has done this stuff at a high level, at the high school level, been successful, willing to go down and work with those kids at their most, you know, their, their starting point, that's going to set them so much, so much higher. That's going to push them so much forward, so much further forward and be more successful because they had somebody with experience down there working with them, not just, you know, you know, the, the dad that played high school football and was a, you know, second string guy and he goes out and lives vicariously through his kid. Yeah. And doesn't teach them anything. Right. Being able to go have a guy with experience and going down there and, and going down to work with those kids and an educator at that, that knows how to speak to children and get them to follow you. So I think that's great. Yeah. I, I For me, I always want to pump the brakes with my kids if they want to throw or not, because I just want them to. I want to just be there for them. And I, but I don't want to be like, you're going to throw hammer. Ha! Ah, you know, like that's not what I want to do because I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> nope. Nope. I mean, I, I obviously don't have any kids, but my philosophy on that is you, you, you take them, you show them, you expose them to it and try to like, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, what do you think of this? This is kind of yeah. cool. Isn't it? Yeah. And then, you, you know, the hope is that they grow up because you would love to see your kids do the do some of the same things that you did. Right? Have your common interests. But it, it, sometimes I see it all the time, like people trying to, like, force their kids to do things that they did. Or, right. or And that's to me, in my, my opinion, that's it's got to be what the kid wants to do. Yeah. So if the kid gets the same love for it as what you have then that's great. That, that's, that's, that's bonus. But you know, Hey, who knows? I'm, I, I never, I never was involved in any, anything but sports in high school. You know, my, my kid, my future kids might want to be in, in the drama club and all right, absolutely. Hey, that's, that's fine. I support them. That's where their passion is. Go, go and be passionate about something. Don't try absolutely. to, you know, I don't know. I might have a kid that wants to be a distance runner, you know? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. So. That's cool. Uh, so um, now I think we, we haven't touched on, you know, the classes that you, you teach. Obviously, you're, you're a coach and we talked a lot about that, but you're, you're an educator as well. What, what classes are you teaching and what are some of the uh, cool things you were telling me about some of them, uh, the stuff you're doing with your kids at, uh, at Marlboro High School? So I'm certified earth science, um, but I also had the ability 
based on my background before, because I went back to school to be a teacher. I was an IT consultant um, before I was a teacher. Um, so I took that technical background and I created my own kind of like engineering class. Um, now I have three sections of it. It's amazing. And what we do is it's, it's a lot of um, learn by doing. So I try not to lecture at all. It's all like you learn. And if, if they're going to blow something up, I'm going to tell them, don't put those two wires together. But it, for the most part, it's like, it's up to you. You have to figure out how to do it yourself because they're going to learn more from them learning and failing and then being okay with failure and then having that way of troubleshooting to then come up with a better product. I call it the iteration process. Um, they just got to keep making themselves better. But I do that. And I tell them, I do that all day long. I try to make a better version of myself every day. So tomorrow I'll try to be a better person than I was today and so on and so forth. And that's just what we try to do in class too, and be okay with not being perfect, but just keep worry, going through the process. So some of the things we've been working on. So one of like some of the highlights, a couple, it's been maybe even five years ago, we 3D printed an, air, an RC airplane and got it to fly. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Um, yeah. So we put all the electronics in, 3D printed everything. It, got, it made one lap around, then it was basically like a big lawn dart. It just kind of like sunk in the dirt. Um, but we got it to fly. Um, we 3D printed and put together a Stormtrooper helmet, and the kids painted it orange and black, um, which is kind of amazing. Um, and it, there's a lot of projects that I do, um, and I keep reinventing myself. Like this year, like the previous years, for example, every year in the beginning, well, I use the West Point Bridge Building curriculum, um, which is great. And they use like little file folders and they cut all these lines and they fold in hot glue and they eventually have a truss bridge. And this year, I'm like, we're not going to have that time. But we don't have that kind of time this year because I see them every other day. And so that's, that's like half the time at best, not 180 days, right? So it's just like the, the hands-on time is going to be cut down immensely. So then I, I got inspired by YouTube. Um, and then I found some cool college projects where they're making spaghetti bridges. So we're in the process now is that we are going to, and I'll, I'll post them on my, my school's Twitter account, is um, we're going to be making a spaghetti suspension bridge of the Mid-Hudson Bridge. So we're going to make a model of the Mid-Hudson Bridge um, suspension, a whole thing. And the kids are going to make that in class from spaghetti. So it's going to be pretty cool. So, that is cool. So we just do things like that. It's hands-on projects. They learn about the physics behind it, but then they learn about the building then they learn about how to work together because like each class is only making one. So, and I have like five groups. So all five groups have to talk to each other and have to work with each other to come up with one product at the end. And that's kind of my goal. So I think it really covers a lot of different variables all at the same time. That, that is awesome. That, I'll, I'm, I'll be looking out to, to see those. Yeah. It, it, I, as a kid, I always had, you know, I took some, some principles of engineering classes in high school and whatnot. And, and I always thought that that stuff was cool. Learning how things work and why things work the way they do and, and how you can build things to, and, and make things work and use simple machines and, and yeah. things like that. I, I, I love it. Great. Uh, anything interesting that people may not know about you? I love podcasts. I, I've been, I have watched or listened to almost every single one of your podcasts. And I've just, I drive, like I said before, I drive fit about 50 minutes each way to go to work every day. So I've got that time to reflect. Um, got that time to listen to podcasts and continue to learn about 
what Chris Whitaker, the amazing things that you're doing, um, like the amazing thing that other people are doing as well. And I try to take all, a little bit of all that and try to make a better version of myself. So my commute allows me to do a lot of professional development on the fly, which I, I kind of love. So everyone's like, you drive that much? Like, yeah, I do. And I actually, I prefer it um, because I get time to, you know, after a busy track meet, I'm not listening to any podcasts. I'm listening to old school rap all the way home, just trying to like unwind from a, an amazing track meet. Or mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm driving in and I just need to calm down because I'm all fired up, ready to go, I might be listening to Zach Brown band, just trying to calm down, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's something to be said about that, about that, having those little bit longer commutes, like you get your, yourself right on the way there. And then when you get to wherever it is, you're ready you know, to go. You're ready to go. If yeah. it's if it's leaving work and coming home, and because you know, I know, like I I I do it, right? and my wife's the same for putting up with it sometimes. I'll come in and I'll still be fired up about whatever happened at at school or at work, you know, today, and I'll come in and still be, you can't believe what happened. But sometimes, if you have that little bit longer time, you can go process through all that yourself and then come in and and just be uh just be a normal person be the be the home home person and not yes. the, the work person yep absolutely so that's cool that's cool well um any anything else you want to bring up or 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 talk about that we haven't touched on yet we, we've touched on a a ton of stuff um but any anything else going on or anything you want to bring up so in terms of like uh, my philosophy for like training, like my kids, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's a smorgasbord. Like I don't follow, I started, I started uh, with um, like in the weight room, so to speak. I started more with like the, the Jim Wendler 531. Like that was like the first thing I, I did. Mm-hmm. I learned about it. I realized its strengths and weaknesses. Um, and I liked listening to what you have to say. Um, with your, your philosophy too. Um, but I, I try to listen to a little bit of everything. So there's this other podcast that's hammer media podcast. It's a, they, they talk about their philosophy from this. Uh, they learn from, from all their experiences and it's, it's a great way to discover trying to find what I need to do for myself, for my kids, because mm-hmm. the one thing that I do that whether I do in the classroom or on the, on the, in the circle, so to speak, or on the track, we take pride in modifying everything we do for every kid. Now that's hard to, that's, that's hard, but we do it because that's what you should do. You know, like, like my freshman shot putting boy is different than my senior girl. That's probably gonna be throwing D one. It's like, they're getting different workouts because they shouldn't be doing the same things. Um, so, you know, and it's, some of it's a little bit of a trial and error. Luckily I've done it long enough where I at least know what should be done and should not be done for the most part. So, but that's where, that's really it in terms of like the, the whole training. Cause you guys talk a lot about training in your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just kind of wanted to put my two cents in a little bit, uh, just no. saying like, you know, I, I personalize everyone's workout. Like there was this one kid, he's going to be a junior now. His name's Doug. Um, he, I give him his own workouts constantly. Like I, I did, I actually did, um, diamond Dallas page yoga. I did DDP. I'm telling you. Bang. And I, and I, I actually liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm too cheap, so I'm not paying for it anymore, but I took his principles and realized that more people should be doing more range of motion and stabilization work. Um, so I, 
because that's one thing that I try not to take for granted in my own life and in my athletes' lives too. Like we need to be working on range of motion because if you can't hit that power position right because you just don't have that range of motion, it is what it is. You you got to fix that. So it's that strength. It's that mobility. It's that, that, you know, obviously the range of motion with that mobility part. Um, and it's that core strength, like, like the landmine in the weight room. Um, that thing is amazing. And I, it, you know, do you know what the land, you probably do, right? The landmine. So yeah. you just stick that, stick it right. The 45, uh, par bar right in there and you swing it around and you really work on that rotational core. But then I even have, I even made like a little trifecta set where like, it's almost like a specific strength exercises for like the shot putters where they're, they're, they're pressing it forward mm-hmm. and then they lean over and then they're pulling it back. And then they finish off with, I call it the grappler, where they just swing it back and forth, and then that's set of one. So it's like kind of like a superset in a way, mm-hmm. um, to to work on their, to work on some specific strengths that I think they should focus on. So, I I, I try to do a little bit of everything. Um, so I'm a little bit of a column A, column Z kind of person. Whether that's good or bad, I'm not sure, but I try to personalize everybody's workouts to the best of my ability. Yeah, I mean, but it's important, right? It's it, with anything you got to meet them where they're at. Yeah, you got to you got to meet them where they where they need to be. You know, we we find that all the time. You know, you have your your base your base structure, and then little little adjustments you can make to fit each kid. And and that's what I love about about conjugate is so it's so varied that it's 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 really easy for me to do it. Like right. and and I don't have to sit down and write out a, a long detailed plan about it. It's just, oh hey, yeah, you have this issue going on. Maybe you need to go add some more of these at the end. Or come see me uh tomorrow, even though it's not your training day, and let's get an extra workout in of this because you have this glaring weakness showing or this is bothering you. That's what we see more or anything. You get a kid that's got, you know, they're, you know, something's banged up somewhere and just giving them some extra things in there can help them to feel better. Yeah. Move on. So, yeah. You know. So I, so I appreciate you sharing all that knowledge with, with, with all the information, you know, like it's just, it's good to listen to. Cause I always like, I always like different opinions and different ideas mm-hmm. um, because it helps me become a better person. Yeah, well, uh, we all we all learn from each other, and yeah. and my and my philosophy on on any any of this stuff when you know any teaching, coaching, you know, you name it. Like I had to go learn it from somebody else, so why wouldn't I share it with? And that, that's kind of how the podcast started was, you know, pr- promoting our strength program within our own you know school community and the things that we were doing because the things we were doing were so different right than than traditional wisdom so what you're doing is amazing there because you're you're educating the kids on not what we have done because that's the worst thing you could ever say to someone is well we've always done it that way like you should never say that to anyone and you should just say you know well what where are we going how are we getting there and you're educating them with a podcast and everything else that you do. That's why I'm saying, like, Chris Whitaker, you're the man. I'm telling you right now. Like, you're Thanks. doing everything right. And, I, and Dexter should be very lucky to have you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. And, but yeah, we, we have a lot of fun, fun with it. And they're, they're learning. They're learning a lot. And even, even in this digital age is, is starting to be a challenge because we have strength classes, but we can't have them in school. 
So trying to get them to figure out how to, how to train within our framework and what we do in their basements with minimal yeah. equipment that that's, that's been a, a lot of fun, but yeah. All right, Tom. So are you, the last thing I'm going to ask you before I, I let you go here is uh, any social media pages that our listeners can follow you at and keep up with what you're doing and coaching and a school and all this stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't have any, um, I don't really do much of the personal side. Like I do have an Instagram account, but I don't really post. It's more like me following other people's workouts. It's made for more like my professional uh, coaching kind of thing. And I just kind of follow the people I know or want to get to know, so to speak, in terms of like college throws coaches or professional or high school or whatever else. So, but my Instagram is R-P-I-F-A-S-S. Um, my Twitter, I have two Twitters, one for my engineering class and one for our track and field account one is um at mhs engineering one so it's just the regular way of spelling engineering just the number one at the end um and then the last one is our 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 track site is uh at duke's track so it's d-u-k-e-s track um those are those are so if you guys want to follow at all what we've what we've been doing what you know because what we do is i just highlight how awesome our kids and what they've done because it's not about me. It's about them. So those things are all about highlighting their amazing accomplishments and look, look at, look at what these kids from Marlboro can do. And that's, that's really what it's for. So if you want to see some, some cool things that we've done, um, you can go check that out there. All right, folks. So I will put the uh, handles for Tom in the, in the show notes. So go ahead, give him a follow. If you enjoyed this episode of the show, uh, let him know that you enjoyed him being on. Use the hashtag ID podcast, of course, when talking about the show. And uh, be sure to tag me in it as well at coach underscore Whitaker, at coach underscore Whitaker 66, or at Iron Dread underscore SC across all social media platforms. So, Mr. Tom Fossil, I thank you very much for your time. I've enjoyed getting to talk with you again. Let's not spend as many years only no. <laughs> texting back and forth. We will do it again. We'll talk again. And uh, hopefully we'll find a way to meet up next time I'm in New York. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to get, to get to keep in touch with you, Chris. And I'm, I'm happy to see you're doing well. And um, I definitely want to, I'm a, I'm a road trip kind of guy. So I would love to, I'm not inviting myself, but I kind of am. But I, um, I'd like to come out to Michigan sometime to, to see what's going on. We'll, we'll get you out here, and uh, you know, hey, I got I got a four bedroom house, so we can <laughs> we can find a, we got a spot for you to crash. So nice. we, we get you out here. Maybe we can have a a, a, a throws uh, cohort uh, meet up in Michigan. I'll cook the food. You guys just make the trip. Yeah, we'll go and we'll plan it around like a Michigan football game. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could go to Michigan football games. We got uh I've recently I, I went axe throwing for the first time. So so I'm thinking about like my, I got some friends that have some uh you know handy skills at building things, so I might build an axe throwing area in the backyard here and uh start throwing axes, but yeah, we'll we'll have some fun. So uh, we'll we'll be in touch and we'll talk with you soon. Thank you again. Thank you, Chris. Thanks again to Tom for stopping in and having a talk with us. Really enjoyed recording this episode with him. Now, before we shut this one down, 
we have to get to everybody's favorite segment of the Iron Dread podcast, and that is, of course, the Weight Room Song of the Week, presented by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. This week's Weight Room Song of the Week presented by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking and availability information was chosen by our guest, Coach Tom Fassel, is OPP by Naughty by Nature. Crank it up. There you have it. Naughty by Nature's OPP, chosen by our special guest this week, Coach Tom Fossil. Remember, you can find this and all the other Weight Room Song of the Week selections on our Spotify playlist. Just go to Spotify and search Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week, or you can find the link in the show notes. That's really all we have for this show and episode 41. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review and give us a subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You want to interact with the show, check us out on social media. Our new handle for the show now is at iron underscore dread pod. So that's at iron underscore dread pod is our new handle for the show. You can interact with us there. Use the hashtag ID podcast when you're talking about the show. If you're looking to get to me directly, at Coach underscore Whitaker, at Coach underscore Whitaker 66. Folks, check us out on social media. Give us the new handle follow on your favorite social media platform. And we'll continue to interact with you and hope to keep bringing you enjoyable podcasts like this one. So until next time, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. 
Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Please note that all opinions and views expressed in this podcast are the sole views and opinions of the individuals stating them and not Dexter Community Schools or any organization the individuals may represent. Also, the music and sounds used in this podcast are the sole property of the artists and recording labels from which the music came. Please support them on your local streaming platform or any other way you could positively support these artists that make this great music. You can listen to the Iron Dread Podcast each and every week on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms, but most notably on our host platform, Anchor. Please leave us a rating and review and let people know that you're enjoying the show. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week on the Iron Dread Podcast.